Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we talk about how you and your organization can take your next step in your leadership journey. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we believe your church can grow, your church should grow, and your personal growth as a leader really does make a difference. I'm here with my co-host, as always, Logan. Logan, how's it going? Today's my birthday, y'all. Today, how old are you now, Logan? I am 22. 22 years that's old. That's past the stage where people give you sympathy for being young. Like now, it's that's real oh, adulthood no, right there. No, 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 no. It's going to... I need tires, Perry. That is adulthood. <laughs> That is what I got for my birthday was a light on my car saying I needed tires. Logan, true or false? Up until about eight months ago, you didn't know there was a such thing as a spare tire. Did I not just say I won't get sympathy anymore? That is true, people. That is true. I didn't know there was a spare tire. I'm now educated on it. Still don't know what to do with it, but I know it's there. So that's a step forward. That was one of the funniest moments ever is when you discovered that you have a spare <laughs> tire. And that's why you don't have as much room in your trunk. That's exactly right. A spare tire. Well, on today's podcast, we're going to cover a really interesting subject, one we receive a lot of questions about, and that is how do churches avoid a financial crisis? Yeah, I know a thing or two about that one. Which some people would probably see as weird, Barry. I'm not going to lie to you because the last church you served was on a budget of $63 million a year. So how can you relate to that? Well, it's it's co- a couple things. First of all, we didn't always have a $63 million budget. My, my money experience in church goes back to um, 1991 when I became the part-time youth pastor at a local church in Pickens, South Carolina, with a youth budget of $500. Um, after I was there for a couple years, I moved to a church where the budget was $2,500. Um, and then when we started New Spring Church, the budget fit on a Word document because I didn't know how to use Excel. So we put the budget on a, it, it fit on a one page Microsoft Word document, and it was $48,000 for a year. So, so 63 million sounds like a lot, but it goes all the way back to $500. And now, and now, um, I'm starting a church all over from scratch. And the good news is I get to start all over. And the bad news is, is I get to start all over financially. So money can be a huge issue, not just in people's personal life, but in church also. So why do you think that is specifically for church? Well, I think I think three main reasons in church world. Number one, I think church leaders are not specifically trained to deal with financial challenges. What do you mean? Well, like when I went to seminary, graduate school, whatever you want to call it, um, I was taught systematic theology. I was taught how to argue the trichotomy and dichotomy of the spirit. I was taught how to break down the tulip and five point Calvinism, you know, things that people are really concerned about in today's world. But I had no idea how to recognize a great interest rate. I had no idea when to start a capital campaign. And I had no idea how to make sure the church was spending money wisely. It's, it's kind of like as church leaders, we just kind of are thrown in there and we figure it out. 
I feel that right now at 22. We're not taught that in college either. Nope. It doesn't matter what you study. Nope. They don't teach you that. They should teach that in college. They should. 100%. So what's the second reason that there are financial challenges? The second reason um, there are financial challenges is that people in, in our churches are unaware of the financial challenges. Because it's like, it's like this. As leaders, one of the dangers that we can fall into is tunnel vision. And that's when we think people see things the way we see things. So naturally, they know what we know, which means they know about the financial needs of our church, and they're not doing anything about it, which causes us intense um, frustration. I discovered this at a meeting with a guy once where I was talking about the church. um, It was like five years ago, and I was talking about the church the church where I was, we were experiencing a couple financial challenges. And I remember him looking at me so awkwardly and saying, I thought in a church this size that there was no way that we had financial challenges. Um, He was totally unaware. And so a lot of the people coming into our churches, if we're not talking about finances on a regular basis, um, are making people at least aware of some very basic things they really are unaware of the financial challenges that our church um, church is having. Not because they're bad people. It's, not, it's just because we haven't told them about it. Which that leads into our third point as to why churches experience financial frustration. And what is that third the, point? This one is, is, is easy. It's, it's when it comes to money, pastors oftentimes just don't know what to say. Because... We've seen this teaching abused on so many levels because you got the prosperity gospel out there, which says, if you will give $10, God will give you 100 And then we've got the poverty gospel out there that says, if you drive a nice car, Jesus hates you. Um, and, and we don't want to be labeled. Um, and so we just leave it alone, which means giving is always a scary subject for us to preach on, which, by the way, and this is really cool. Um, we've created a brand new free resource this month. This month, we're giving away um, three free giving messages I've preached. I've preached these messages. Pastors are always looking for good messages. I think they're kind of good. I know we saw fruit from these messages. Um, I know they're effective. Uh, I would tell pastors to take them and make them in your own. But if you'll go to IWantMyChurchToGrow.com, that'll be our free resource this month, and you can just... You know, give us your email address and download those for free. Bam, we'll send them right to you. Um, and I, I, I really do believe, hope, and pray that they'll help a lot of pastors out there that might be struggling with what to say in specific regards to a giving message. I think, like you said, it's important to know the reasons behind these financial crises, but that doesn't help some of our listeners that are experiencing it right now. Yeah, They're yeah, yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you do when financial crisis hits? Well, I think there's a couple things. Um, first of all, you got to have evaluation. And this is where you get, now, now listen, you got you to have two qualities. This is where you get educated people who are filled with faith in the room. Okay? Smart, faith-filled people in the room to take a serious look at the numbers and evaluate if the church's resources are being allocated properly. And the reason I say you have both is because you might get a really educated person that has no faith, and they'll hold the church back. They really will. They'll be like, well, it doesn't make sense. And then you might have a faith-filled person that has no education, and they'll, they'll get the church foreclosed on. They'll be like, oh, God will pay the bill. And I'm like, I don't think Jesus has ever literally walked into a bank 
and paid the bill. So that's that's why it's important. You got to have people that have have an education when it comes to money, but they also have faith because sometimes it's not an income problem. Um, so sometimes it's, it's financial irresponsibility because, because it's, once again, leaders aren't trained. Um, and, and when, when I would experience a financial roadblock or a financial crisis as a leader, getting educated, faith-filled people in the room was essential because many times those are the people that can help you figure out ways to actually trim back your spending without hindering the vision at all. It's, it's really a cool thing. So you said number one was evaluation. What was number two? Number two is education. We must, must, must teach on this from the pulpit as pastors. We must teach on it. And we can't just preach one giving sermon and say that's it. For example, Second, church, Second Chance Church, the church that, that we're starting, we need $250,000 to be able to upfit a facility that we're going to go into so we'll have room and kid space and all that stuff. So at the end of a message um, I preached recently, I made an announcement and I cast a little vision. It took about three or four minutes. Um, and the next week, people started asking me, oh my gosh, how's the giving going? How's the giving going? How's the giving going? And I told them it's okay. Um, but it's not where, you know, it, we don't have $250,000, which concerns some people. But I said, hey, here's the deal. I made an announcement, but as we progress forward, I'll talk about it more and more and more and, and use pictures and illustrations, and, and we'll make some videos and put some things in front of people so they can begin to see it. It's not something that we as church leaders can say one time and not come back to it. It's something that we've got to be willing to talk about over and over and over again. And once again, if you'll go get that, that free resource, um, I want my church to grow.com, the three free, um, messages on giving, there's three giving messages that you can preach between now and the end of this year. And, um, our our hope and prayers, those those will help you out. I mean, it's free people. Why not? Free. So what is the third thing to do when people hit a financial wall? I've already kind of mentioned this, and it kind of is a cousin to one and two, but the third thing is endurance. Um, you don't just fix a problem with a giving message and a special offering. There has to be a process in order to have a generous culture. If you see a church with a generous culture, that generous culture was was created over time. It didn't just happen it was created over time. And that's another thing that we've got here at the growth company. We have a resource called how to build a generous culture. Um, and you, you can go to our website. I want my church to grow.com and it's under resources and check out that, um, check out that resource. There's, there's all kind of stuff in there giving message and, and with that along with the three free giving messages, um, will really help your church move forward. And if you'll use the code pod P O D just put P-O-D as the special code. Um, we'll, we'll take 50 bucks off of that for you. So for 99 bucks, you can figure out how to create a generous culture in your church. Evaluation, education, endurance. You heard it here, folks, for the first time on my birthday. On 22. your birthday. Good information. And Good we, day. For, for Logan's birthday, unfortunately, we were not able to get the Belgian plow horse. No, that we, we don't about. have the horse yet, but the day's not over, and I do love surprises, and you know this, and so I'm sure there is a horse on its way. Pray for Logan. <laughs> Please, we'll see you people. next week on the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast.
Thank you for listening to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We hope you had a blast spending time with us. For more thoughts on leadership, visit Perry's blog at perrynoble.com.